This episode is brought to you by JLL. Get an insider view into the world of commercial real estate with JLL's podcast, Trends and Insights, the Future of Commercial Real Estate. Whether you're curious about making cities more sustainable, the evolution of office space, or AI opportunities, this podcast will help keep you a step ahead. Tune in for candid conversations with business leaders about the biggest trends impacting how we live, work, and play. Subscribe to Trends and Insights now at jll.com slash podcast. Today on the newscast, find out why Israel should be very concerned about Russia's invasion of Ukraine and what comes next. Hey folks, Eric Stackelbeck here. Welcome to the Watchman newscast. I just returned from an incredible Watchman production trip to Israel and in speaking to top Israeli officials, both current and former A main topic of conversation, of course, was Russia, the Russian invasion of Ukraine, and what it all means for Israel in particular when it comes to Syria. Now, over the past few years, successive Israeli prime ministers, first Benjamin Netanyahu and now Naftali Bennett, have reached a sort of understanding with Vladimir Putin, and Israel has been permitted to operate freely in Syria against Iran and Hezbollah, without any Russian interference. Remember, there are thousands of Russian troops in Syria right now at Israel's doorstep and aligned with Israel's mortal enemies, whether it's Bashar al-Assad, the Syrian dictator, the Iranian regime, or Hezbollah. Remember, Vladimir Putin, Russia, they are shoulder to shoulder with these radical anti-Israel forces in Syria, again, a stone's throw from Israel's Golan Heights. And as Iran and Hezbollah have continued their march towards the Golan first, and secondly, attempted to transit advanced weapons through Syria into southern Lebanon, into the hands of Hezbollah to be used against Israel, Israel has said, no way. This is a red line that we will not permit. So you have seen hundreds of Israeli airstrikes against Iran and Hezbollah inside Syria over the past few years, again, under the watchful eye, I guess you would say, of Russian forces right there in Syria. There has been uh, this understanding between Putin and Israeli prime ministers, but folks, I am very concerned, and I brought this out in my interviews last week with Israeli officials. I don't think Vladimir Putin, to say the least, is a man Israel can trust, Uh, but Israeli officials seem pretty convinced that Look, this understanding will continue. Russia and Iran don't see eye to eye on everything. And that's certainly true. But all that said, Russia is still aligned with the Iranian regime. And you have to think that it bothers Vladimir Putin to see his allies take lump after lump and black eye after black eye, courtesy of Israel, whether it's Israeli airstrikes or surface-to-surface missile strikes against Iran. Certainly Israel has weakened Iran in Syria, and yet the Iranians keep coming, which means Israel and Iran and Iran's allies there are on a collision course. And the big concern here is in terms of Russia, and will they be silent as Israel continues these strikes? We've documented here in the newscast over the past few weeks that Russia seems to be losing patience. We saw Russian and Syrian fighter jets conducting joint patrols uh, over Israel's Golan Heights just a few weeks ago. We had a Russian foreign ministry spokesperson demanding that Israel stop its airstrikes inside Syria. And we saw Russians, Russia's defense minister 
Just two weeks ago in Syria, even as Russia was gearing up to invade Ukraine, Russia's defense minister in Syria meeting with Bashar al-Assad in advance of the largest Russian naval drill in the eastern Mediterranean since the Cold War, again, right at Israel's doorstep. Folks, I say all that to say that Russia is in the Middle East, in Syria, to stay. Vladimir Putin doesn't have any plans to go anywhere. Why should this concern Israel? And why did I believe in my interviews last week that there should have been a bit more concern? Well, right now as Putin flexes his muscle in Eastern Europe, if and when Putin gets what he wants, will he be emboldened? Will he look first of all to the Baltic states, Lithuania, Latvia, Estonia? Will he look to Poland? Will he drive south? That's the big question. Will he feel emboldened in the Middle East as well? And will he say, you know what, Israel? Time's up. No more. We won't allow you to operate freely in Syria anymore. And if you want to, you're going to go head to head with us, with Russian forces. Perhaps Vladimir Putin, so emboldened from his foray into Ukraine, will be more assertive in Syria as well. I think that's a big concern for Israel. I think also Vladimir Putin has shown to be a very unpredictable individual over the past few weeks. Always cool and cold and very calculated in his actions. But now I don't think anyone can get inside his head and predict his next move. So I don't think any of us would be shocked if all of a sudden he pulls the rug out from under Israel and Syria and says, you know what, no more. You can't operate here anymore. Now, just last Friday, Russia's ambassador to Israel released a statement saying, we're going to keep the cooperation with Israel. Uh, it's all will be well, and we're going to keep the way it's keep it the way it's been going over the past few years. But folks, as we're seeing right now in these prophetic times in which we are living, that can change in an instant. Another reason Israel should be concerned about this Russian invasion of Ukraine: not only an emboldened Vladimir Putin who thinks he can call the shots and dictate to other nations clearly, and that could include Israel when it comes to Syria, but also the Iranian regime. Iran sees Russia on the march, and now Europe, interestingly enough, is coming together and providing military aid to Ukraine and and sanctions, of course, against Russia, but it may be too little too late. And Iran is seeing the reaction from the West and seeing how Russia reacts to that reaction, how Russia handles it, and Iran is saying perhaps this is the time to accelerate. What are they going to do? They're going to sanction us. And that's a bad thing, but we'll find a way to get around it with a little help from our friends. And both Russia and Iran are looking to China uh, in that regard. But Iran could say, you know what, this is the time to make our move. We didn't plan to go against the Zionist entity this year or next year, but perhaps now we will because there's weak leadership in the West. They're distracted by Russia, obviously, and even China. All of a sudden, the Middle East is an afterthought to Western leaders to an extent, And now is the time to make our move. So I think Israel needs to be very concerned about that as well. Iran and its proxies seeing a prime moment to make their move against the Jewish state. Not only that, look, Iran, yes, there are some differences clearly between Iran and Russia, difference of goals, but aligned very closely in Syria. And at the end of the day, Russia is an ally of Iran. And Iran might feel like it has a freer hand to operate as well if Russia comes out of this Ukraine conflict even stronger than before. This also has an impact that Israel should be concerned about when it comes to the Iran nuclear deal and those ongoing talks in Vienna. Remember, Russia and China on the side of Iran, 
uh, in those talks and as everything's unfolding in Eastern Europe and the world's attention is focused elsewhere, there is a very good chance we see a new Iran nuclear deal go into effect in the coming weeks. And the interesting thing about it, and I said this on yesterday's newscast, the United States and Russia are side by side at that negotiating table in Vienna, at least indirectly the United States involved in those talks, but U.S. diplomats are there in Vienna along with Russian diplomats, and they are working towards the same goal. As much as they are opposed to each other on Ukraine, they both agree that appeasement, in America's case, of Iran is a good thing. And as an American, that's sad to see uh, the U.S. driving for this new nuclear deal, but certainly another concern of Israel and the ultimate concern from a prophetic sense. We've talked about it a bunch here on the newscast is that war of Gog and Magog that the book of Ezekiel chapters 38 and 39 lays out, which seems to suggest that Russia will head a, quote, latter days confederation of nations, including Iran, that comes against Israel. The good news is they don't get very far and God Almighty intervenes and that invasion force is no more. But These are the times that we are living in. The prophetic chess pieces are moving on the board. We're watching all of it very closely here for you on the newscast. Reminder tomorrow, speaking of the prophetic implications and Russia and Israel and that relationship, and they've had a good relationship over the years, but again, tinderbox in the Middle East and anything could turn and Putin is very unpredictable. But we're going to talk about the natural gas factor on tomorrow's live stream. Join us at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. We'll go to from 4 to 5 p.m. Eastern Time right here on the channel. We will take your questions. Could Israel become a natural gas supplier to Europe? And what would Vladimir Putin think about that? Very interesting topic on tomorrow's live stream. Please join us 4 p.m. Eastern Time. Until then, thanks for joining us today. God bless you. And remember, never hold your peace.